Welcome to the Soap Bible Study Series from Oak Tree Community Church in South Bend, Indiana. We have been working our way through the Gospel of Matthew, and we have finally arrived at the end. Always love the ends. <laughs> <laughs> love the beginnings, love the ends. Actually, this has been through great. the middle. But no, yeah. this, no, no this, actually, this, this has been, been really great. And, and I will say, um, we, we're going to be doing the last three chapters in Matthew. And I know when you're supposed to be reading, you're supposed to be taking your time and studying. I can't <laughs> through these last three verses, right? Exactly. Because... Not yeah, exciting is not the right word, but I want to get to the end. Yeah. Right? It's it's uh, you want to get through the bad parts that happen and, and get to the end, and it's tough. Yeah. Right? These are <clears throat> chapters twenty six and twenty seven are actually the longest chapters in Matthew. Yeah. Seventy five verses they, in one of them, and they are yeah. they are long. Yeah. So um, yeah. Yeah, so what we're doing is we're covering what's commonly called Passion Week, and we're covering Thursday through Sunday. Yeah. Um, through through there, and this is the end of Jesus's earthly life. Yeah. I mean, obviously, we know the the end part. Of his, the his earthly ministry. Yeah. 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 So one of the, one of the things that's that's really cool, and I just want to tell everybody. And if you told it, it'd be a shameless plug. But if I <laughs> but if I tell it, it's. I don't know what it is. <laughs> okay, Daniel wrote a commentary. Paid advertisement. Yeah, right. <laughs> I get paid for this? <laughs> in heaven. Uh, paid in heaven. Yeah, oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> Daniel wrote a commentary. Uh, and, and one of the things that you did was, for Passion Week, you have listed all the events that happened. And then you have Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John yep. going across the top, and you have the verses. Yep. And did Mark even address this? Yep. And sometimes they didn't. Sometimes right. they did. And sometimes it's an incredible amount of verses, and sometimes it's two verses. Yeah. But what's really cool during Passion Week, or the week leading up to Easter, is on Monday, let's read what happened on Monday. Yep. And you kind of and you read across, and, and you're reading the same thing in four Gospels, but it's different, and there's yep. a different view. And it kind of... Get you, it kind of gets you in there. Yeah, there are books out there called like the Harmony of the Gospels, where they bring where they bring all, it all four in. of them together for the whole, like Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John yeah. together wow. and interwoven together. Nice. I did it in a chart form just for Passion Week. Um, I have another one available on my website for the resurrection appearances as well. Where does it show oh, nice. when when he appeared to somebody, to whom he appeared? You know, sort of as much as we know in the order right. it was available. Yeah, I don't think right. that's in the book, but it's it's in there. So, like you said, uh, the first chapter that you're reading, 75 verses long, but it's it's more of a uh, not necessarily a story, but it's the events that as they unfolded. And in fact, the first half of it covers probably 10 events, the uh, first 35 verses, and it's it's amazing. And it's Matthew um, getting all the different people to yep. be lined up yep. and and it's kind of funny when you think about it that way so so we see that jesus is telling his disciples guys 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 two days in two days i'm going to be it's going to be passover i'm going to be handed over to be crucified yep. that had to stop us you know we don't we don't hear the the what happened afterwards yeah but there, there had to be an afterwards we see from the standpoint of the chief priests where they're saying we got to kill this guy yep. and and somebody else saying okay it doesn't even say that but in my mind right somebody else says whoa, whoa, whoa we can't do it at the festival we need to do it later so the so the crowds don't riot yeah you know um jesus is adorned with perfume and uh, uh, of course the the disciples are criticizing it but jesus calls it his burial preparation yep. in there. Um, Judas goes to betray Jesus. There's a discussion on where to have the Passover dinner. Um, Jesus tells the disciples, hey, you guys are all going to fall away, but don't worry, we're going to meet up in Galilee. Yeah. 
you know how how wild is that? Yeah, you guys are gonna you guys are gonna leave me. Yep, we'll get over it, and then we're gonna meet in Galilee. Yep. and Peter says, "I will never, never follow it." <laughs> right, which that would be me. Yeah, and that would probably be most of us too, right? Well, especially and, as you're coming into it, you know, it's getting closer. Jesus is yeah. obviously getting more and more somber. Um, you know, there's the meal, the the Passover meal, the right. Lord's Supper, the whole thing, and I mean, they can tell. That he is right. He's not there mentally. Right. He's not there. I mean, in the, a sense, the music right? is turning darker. Yeah. on the screen, drums right. are coming in, and yeah. the pressure is building. You know, Judas is left, and you know, we're uh, things are yeah. obviously starting to you know come to a head at this point. Right. And so, yeah, they're all going to say, "Oh, we would never leave you." Yep. I mean, it's the natural response. Yeah. Um, so the rest of the chapter, do take your time. Yeah. I, I mean, you know the story. You've read it probably a couple times or a number of times. Read it again and and read what Matthew wrote. And I and I think that um, as odd as that sounds, that's important because there are some differences. Yeah. Right. When you read Matthew, you get a different feeling for what's happening, especially like in the garden in, in Gethsemane. Mm -hmm. um, Versus when you read in John. Yep. In John chapter 17, the whole chapter is about a prayer that Jesus says in the garden. Yeah. In Matthew, just you get a sentence right. or two. <laughs> yeah, right. And you're like, why is the big difference? Yeah. Well, Matthew also says, hey, the disciples split up in the garden. And guess where Matthew went? Yeah. He, not with Jesus not with to Jesus. pray. Yeah. So that kind of thing, there's enough hints and, and breadcrumbs that you can figure that out on your own. Yeah. Um, but it does take some time, and it, it kind of takes some careful reading. So there. what's interesting, let, let's not forget, you know, we've, we've, we've said this many, many times throughout the course of this survey, and that is Matthew is writing to a Jewish audience. He's doing it with a Jewish flavor, Jewish mm -hmm. perspective. His emphasis is Jesus is Messiah. So the parts of the event, event yeah. right, the parts of the weekend that he chooses to focus on as opposed to some of the other guys right. are important to his perspective, to his, right. his, his portrayal of what's going on. The other thing is that in the first three chapters of Matthew, we have his birth, we have his supernatural protection from Herod, from right. you know, we, you know, the the Pharisees and are starting to you know, who is this guy? John is announcing him, the whole thing, and it's all like, yeah. The last three chapters, he's not supernaturally protected. Yeah, he is chased down. He yeah. is finally, you know, Herod didn't get to see him in the first three chapters. The ruling. You know, did the ruling company didn't get their hands on him? Now they do. I mean, right. we we are literally looking at bookends. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Sort of opposite, you know, mere opposite. And of course, it ends with his death and then his resurrection, as opposed to his birth at the beginning. In chapter one, he will save his people from their sins. In chapters twenty-seven and twenty-eight, he did save his people from their sins. Yeah. I mean, there's a, there's yeah. there's a there's a dramatic tension. Well, going and, and, on here. and in 26, it, it is coming to the head, yeah. right? It hasn't happened yet. And Matthew says things like, Jesus is distressed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right? But when we gloss over it because we've read it before and we know what's going to happen, but not that we can put ourselves in Jesus' shoes, but right. man, just think about it for a minute. Being crucified is absolutely terrible. He knows it's coming. Yeah. And he knows exactly what's going to happen. Yeah. He knows he's going to be beaten. He knows he's going to be separated from people. He knows that there's going to be some separate, something happens with God too, where he's feeling a separation at yeah. least. 
and he knows he has to go through with it. Yeah. And, you know, of course, he asks his father not to, you know, if there's a, right. a different way. Right. <laughs> I'm all ears. Yeah. But he does it willingly, he does it right. voluntarily. Right. And under distress. Yeah. <laughs> which, yeah. which um, if you think about it, you have to rationalize it in your mind. Why would Jesus be distressed? He knows what's going to happen on the other end. He knows it's going to be worth it. Shouldn't he be calm, cool, and collected about it? He's still got to go through it. <laughs> no, I, I get you. And I, I go back to Lazarus. So he raised Lazarus from the dead. And it, the circumstances are different, but kind of similar. There's a traumatic event. His good friend has died. Jesus uh, tells his disciples, hey, we got to go. Yep. And in the end, you're going to see God's glory out of yep. this. You know, the, why we're going. And during the event, Jesus is crying for his friend. And the same thing. Why would Jesus cry? He's showing the human side of himself, right? He's yep. showing the emotion that, yep. that we all have. Yeah. Hebrews 12, 2 says that for the joy set before him, he endured the cross, right? He knew yeah. what was coming on the yeah. other side. He right. asked Mary and Martha with Lazarus, I'm the resurrection and the life. You know, yeah. he who believes in me, even though he were dead, yet shall he live. Do you believe this? Yeah. I wonder, not that he necessarily had to ask himself that. I mean, there is both the humanity and the deity, you know, right. there. But, yeah, he had to endure right. because he did know what was I mean, coming walked, on the other he side. He walked in our shoes. Yeah. Uh, and... How yep. awesome is that? Tell me another God that's that's, that's done that. Right? <laughs> okay, so then we get to chapter 27. Again, uh, we're not going to be hitting all the details here. Um, Jesus was accused and sentenced to death by the chief priest. So yep. so this is the ultimate rejection of him being Messiah by the nation of Israel, yeah. by the ruling party. <sighs> um, but the nation of Israel is occupied by Rome. So they don't have the ability to carry out the sentence, which, right. which means in the sentence is death. Right. So that's why they have to go to the the governor, the you know whatever you want to call Pilate. Yeah. So they have to go and present their case to him. Yeah. And it is another trial. The problem is, is that Rome had no problem with multiple religions. Right. Okay. And their accusation was a religious one. Yeah. If, so it wasn't going to fly. Right. At right. the end of chapter twenty-six, do you hear that blasphemy? What else do you need to hear? They hated Jesus because he claimed to be God, right? Messiah and everything, right? Yeah. Rome did not. Have Rome an issue did not that. care. So what they had to come up with, and and it was very sneaky the way they did that, is that they told Pilate. He is trying to set up a kingdom. He's trying to be a king. He's yep. trying to be a king, yep. and which now is we're, true. Yep. And now we're, but now, now they've now got Rome's Rome. attention, right? right. Yeah, so both. Of, so it was true, but that's not why they hated him, yeah. because they wanted a king. I mean, they've right. been looking forward to the king I, to overthrow yeah. Rome, and which is amazing, king, right? Here yeah. he is. Nope, not that one. Not that one. <laughs> Love your kingdom. Don't like him. <laughs> you know, right? So they had to sort of spin it, and even though it was true, it was still a spin, right? And even Pilate said, "There's nothing wrong." I, I, yeah, Pilate, Pilate, Pilate knew he was innocent, but he also knew he had a crowd, and the the chief priests who are uh, and the religious leaders were stirring up the crowd. Yeah. So when he had the ability to um, um, uh, release somebody, uh, because as part of the Passover, they they would release a prisoner. You know, he's like Jesus, and everybody's like, no, this no. other guy. Yeah. So if, historically, this is interesting, is that Pilate already had had a couple of run-ins with Caesar. And that's why he was demoted 
to yeah, Israel. That's why he's. That's yeah, why this he's is not the key job. This is, is not what. This is not what. Uh, and basically, from from what history tells us, is that this was his last chance. Yeah. Keep these people in line, yeah. or you've lost your job and probably your life. You yeah. probably so if these killed. guys are rioting again. So if they're right. rioting and it gets back to Rome, that Pilate can't even handle these backwoods. You know, yep. whatever. Yep. He's done. Yeah. And so he's, yeah, he's like fighting for his job. He's fighting for his job. And, and it's one guy. Yeah, he's giving them up. Or it's his job. So yeah, that's why he had him. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, he's I mean, he did the whole show. He's like, This man is innocent, but I understand that do what you need to do. You know, he's trying to cover all his yep. bases. <laughs> but he yeah. could not he could not live with another riot yeah. politically. So Jesus is crucified. Darkness falls on the land for three hours between, yep. uh, it says, uh, six and from, nine. Uh, from noon until three. From the so sixth hours, hour. hour. Yeah, right. from the sixth That's hour to the ninth it. hour. Yeah. On so the sixth time. hour is what? Noon. Noon? Yeah. Yeah. So from yeah. <laughs> Which is how we get noon to three. Yeah, noon to three. <laughs> yeah. Right. Now, here's what's interesting. So the darkness falls. Jesus says, um, my God, my God, why, why have, have you forsaken me? me? And right. so what has happened in church world... And I've heard this many, many times over the years. What's happened is people have jumped to the conclusion, aha, God must have turned his back on Jesus because Jesus said, why have you forsaken me? And everything went dark. Therefore, God turned his back. And then there's all sorts of reasons people come up with. He couldn't look at sin, you know, all right. this stuff, right. right? Right. None of it's true. Absolutely. Well, I was headed true. in that direction a minute ago when we were talking too. I was like, I gotta stop. Yeah. yeah no, okay. Not, so, not so he's quoting the Old Testament. He's quoting Psalm 22, which again, uh, I mentioned this so a week or so ago. Um, it's just like Psalm 110. Everybody knew it was a messianic psalm. Nobody questioned that. Same thing with Psalm 22. Okay. Psalm 22, one says, "My God, My God, why have you forsaken me?" Okay. It's David feeling depressed distressed, lost, lost. Hey. And, and as he's going through the <laughs> psalm, there's many other places that actually link up nicely with the crucifixion, okay, and, and the events surrounding it. But here's the question. Did God ever, ever abandon David? Not that we know of, right? Right. right. Okay, he's there's called some points David. points where he wasn't happy. Friend of, friend of God, right. you know, man after his own heart, heart, you know, the whole thing, right? right? Did God ever abandon David? Probably not. Right. Did David feel like it? Absolutely. Yep. Now, if God wouldn't do that for yeah. David, what would he do for his son? How could he possibly do that for Jesus? Not to mention, if God had actually abandoned, forsaken, turned his back on Jesus, we actually have a rift in the Trinity now. Yeah. And I, I don't see, not well, practically, logically, theologically, anything, I don't see how that's possible. Okay. Did Jesus feel lonely on the cross? Of course he did. Did it right. feel like he was a bit? Of course he felt like it. But that doesn't mean it was true. And the fact that it was dark didn't mean that God turned his back or turned his face or wasn't looking. God looks at us all the time. God lives in us, the Holy Spirit, all the time. Don't tell yeah, me he can't look standpoint. at sin. Yeah. <laughs> he can't stand to see sin, right? So again... You've mentioned multiple times he was distressed, he was yeah. crying, he was sweating, you know, the whole thing. This is another example of that. But don't go to don't jump don't. to the conclusion that God actually did abandon him just because Jesus felt that way. Okay. So Jesus dies. 
uh, the temple, the veil in the temple is torn. Mm -hmm. uh, some people make a big deal, you know, it was torn. Top to bottom. Which, yep. Which, and the, either way, they would have made a big deal out, out yeah. of it. Right. Well, it's, it's huge. It's thick. I mean, even if yeah. it went from bottom to top, it wasn't just somebody just standing there ripping yeah. it. I mean, this was a big deal. Right. right. Uh, earthquake happens. Uh, then there's then there's a line that often gets glossed over. Many bodies of the saints, so that would be the believers of the time. Yep. Um, were raised from the dead and were walking around Jerusalem. Yep. But so, not until after Jesus arose, which is after Jesus' resurrection. Oh, they, after the, yeah. Yeah, verse right. 53, they came out of the tombs after his resurrection and went into the holy city and appeared to many people. So in 1 Corinthians 15, Jesus is called the first fruits of the resurrection. There will be lots of resurrections. The rapture, yep. church saints yep. will be resurrected, Old Testament saints, tribulation saints, lots of different resurrections. These people, whoever they were, we don't know who they were, right? but there were some people who were resurrected immediately after or right away after his resurrection. Right. And remember Matthew's point. Matthew's the only one who mentions this. He's proving Jesus is Messiah. He's proving that he is the king, right. that he will be bringing the kingdom. Who's going to populate the kingdom? The people right. who's no. promised to. So we have yet another proof yeah, that after Jesus' resurrection, he gave them a little taste of the kingdom yep. by having people resurrected. Nice, very nice. <laughs> Which means they also had to be raptured at some point because they're not yeah. still walking around today. Well, that's where I was. It, yeah, it doesn't say, but yeah, did they go up with Jesus or at the same time? Or yeah, yeah how was that? We don't know. Yep. We don't know. Um, I also think you got to take a take a look at the at the people that are around Jesus during the crucifixion and right after. Uh, most were men and women who were against him, right? And, and were went out of their way to be mean to him yep. uh, in some one way or another, but some helped. Mm -hmm. And and it's kind of cool. There was a man that recognized that Jesus was quoting scripture and decided to, you know, put a sponge and get some sour wine and give Jesus a drink. Mm -hmm. Did that help him? I don't know, but he recognized that something. Yeah. That something was there, and, and he did what he could at the time to help. Um, the centurion says, "Surely this is the Son of God." Yep. You know, there's recognition there, which, yep. which, which is something. The, the women, they couldn't help; they couldn't be there, but they were watching from a distance. Yep. And you know that there was aching and, yep. and you know, yep. things on there. And then we have we've already run into one Pharisee, Nicodemus, and now we run into another guy. He's not he's not called a Pharisee here. He is in other Gospels. Joseph of Arimathea is one of the the Pharisees, which yep. means that if he was in the Sanhedrin that it was not a unanimous vote to yeah, have Jesus executed, the, right? Yeah. And so he went to Pilate directly. He didn't go back to the chief priest. He went yeah. to Pilate directly and said, listen, can I have his body? Right. And I will bury it instead of letting him go into one of the mass graves like the criminals typically would do. Yeah. Um, chapter 28, it, it, it reminded me, so this is part of the resurrection, and it reminds me on Easter. And in fact, the last at least, I think, two or three Easter's, we've played um, a video of a of a preacher talking about you know it's friday it's friday but sunday's, sunday's coming, coming. and just <laughs> his big bass voice booming out there yeah. you know you know it's friday all is, seems to be lost but sunday's coming yes it is and and it, it just builds on itself and, it, and it's awesome and that's what i see here in chapter 28 right yeah. jesus dies on friday everything seems lost um the disciples who heard exactly what's going to happen uh, still didn't get it. Yeah, I, I'm sure they hoped, but there had to be that lost. And so now, <clears throat> from sundown Friday, when they had to get him into the tomb very quickly, right? Um, 
because Sundown Friday was the Sabbath. Clean. Yeah. Right. So now they spend the next 36 hours from Sundown Friday till yeah. Sunup Sunday. Not knowing. Lost. Right. Yeah. What are we going to do? What's next? This was supposed to be a celebration. This was Passover. This was cleansing. This was supposed to be a great time with family and friends. And instead they had this. Right. But Sunday's coming. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So Mary goes to the grave, meets an angel. Uh, two Marys, right? Two yep. Marys go to the grave, uh, meet an angel. They run and tell the disciples uh, Jesus has been raised. And we're going to meet up in Galilee. Yep. Um, Jesus meets them, says says the same things. And they tell the disciple, you know, and everyone to go, to go to Galilee. Then they meet up. Um, oh, the chief priests. Uh, they have to explain it somehow. Yeah, right? yeah, right. So so they're bribing the, the guards here. You know, here's what the, here's what to say yeah. uh, with the event. Um, Jesus meets the 11 in yep. Galilee. I love the 11, right? Yeah. Because Judas isn't Judas there anymore. Yeah. So there's 11. And then we end the book, and I love the last couple of verses. Before you okay, get there, ahead. though, yep. they saw him, verse 17, when they saw him, they worshiped, but some doubted. Right. It doesn't say who, doesn't say which ones, but even seeing him right there, they're like, and this was but not. How, but how can you doubt? Well, so, which, which, see, but that's part of the thing. Which is amazing. Is because this is not the first time they saw him. Matthew skips a few resurrection yeah. appearances. Jesus showed up on Sunday. He showed up a couple other times. This is not the, it, not only is it not the first time, it's not the only time that yeah. they saw him. And, and we don't know still... what Matthew did. Matthew could have not been at those. Yep. Right. They're still not sure. Exactly. Yeah. And you yeah. can imagine, I mean, <laughs> right? But then, yeah, the last three verses. Yeah. So uh, starting at verse 18, and Jesus came up and spoke, spoke to them saying, all authority has been given, given to me in heaven and on earth. I mean, that alone is awesome, yep. right? And I take it to be because of what I just did, yep. my father has entrusted to me all authority yep. on heaven and earth. Yep. Notice it's to him, it's not to us, right. it's not to them. Right. He has the authority and yep. he's about to commission and the first them. Thing, and the first thing he says is because some of that. I have the authority, here's what I want you to do. Um, yep. Go and make disciples of all nations. So to me, he's given us a job. And, and that job has been passed down from uh, from disciples and faithful followers all the way to our generation where our job is not only to go out and make new, tell people the good news so that, so that they can get to heaven, we're supposed to make disciples. I yeah. mean, that's a, that's a much higher it thing. Yep. So we are, we are, first of all, we need to become disciples. Right. Then we need to go out and be a disciple maker, yeah. which, which is a lifelong event. Thing. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, and what are we supposed to do? We're supposed to baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and teaching them to observe all that I commanded you, that's Jesus, yep. and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Yeah. Which, yep. is, which is, you know, yeah. should give you shivers. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, and, and that's the end. There's, yeah. there's, there's no, you know, amen. There's no, it's just a promise. As long as this age lasts, I am with you. Yep. And... Here's what you need to do yeah. until I tell you different. Until I tell you differently. Yep. So our job, no matter what happens, a lot of people, oh, the end times are going to be coming. We need to, we need to make Keep disciples. Keep doing what we're doing. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And that's what the new, the rest of the New Testament lays out for us. Around here at Oak Tree, we talk about that in the, the shape of a path. I've written more on that in, in my book, Biblical Discipleship, which expands that whole thing. But in summary, it comes down to exactly what you just said. We need to, discipleship is first about being and then it's about doing, yep. right? We can't yeah, we can't lead to... somebody else where we haven't been. <laughs> yep. 
right? So we need to be a disciple and then we need to help other people. And a disciple is a follower, somebody who follows a master teacher, okay? And the master teacher is not you and me. <laughs> the master teacher is the savior. And so yeah. we're just helping, just like Paul said, imitate me as long as I'm imitating him. Right, Jesus. So we're just helping people follow Jesus. And that's how we say it here at Oak Tree, helping people come to know Jesus better and love him more. And that's what our path is about. That's what these videos are about. And that's what we do here. And we hope that you find that helpful. As we've come to the end of the book of Matthew, next time we'll start a new book. And uh, we hope you enjoyed this. As you have questions or comments, we love hearing those. Uh, send those in, either email or comment wherever you're watching this. And we will get back to you as soon as we possibly can. Yep. See you next time. Bye, everybody.